welcome to DF Talk. Welcome back, friends. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. It's uh, number 23. Number 23. Immediately after number 22. Yeah, and, and this time preceding number 24, which is going to be pretty amazing. Keep on the lookout for more amazing <laughs> content. <laughs> yeah, so uh, how have you been? Um... Not a nice time to ask that. Yeah, not the not the not the nicest question, but I thought I'd just jump right right into it. Not that we need to talk about uh, too much that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> uh, I've been playing War Fortress recently. Have you heard of this game? Yeah, it's all right. I I, I, I uh, it's it's in a bit of an in between patch right now, so playing it for me is uh, more impossible than ever. <laughs> but. Uh, ah. Yeah, lots of little eyes, little cyan box eyes for items that, that don't have images yet, and the little debug creature um, that, uh, that that represents every creature that, that doesn't have an image. And then there's um, the border of the, the interface, like the little part that has the idlers and the dwarf fortress at the top, um, is kind of moves in and out of existence. <laughs> hmm. It's so they're, they're, it's all we have a handle on it, but it's 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 definitely an in between process right now. So this is for the Steam release. Yeah, this is this is for that's, the yeah 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 yeah. That's the big news. Oh yeah, that's right. We have to. Uh, this is this is going to be an exciting episode because uh, uh, it's been six years. It's been it's been a a, a brief period of <laughs> catching breath yeah so what's happened in the last uh, six years this is uh it's been a pretty exciting uh ride i, I mean we had the uh, if we're going back in time we had the the villains release and we had uh an artifacts release and uh what did those mean for me as the player well i mean it, it depends on what kind of player you are uh, mostly uh that that life is slightly more annoying for you, um, but you can also uh, cause trouble for people. It's basically a lot of trouble. Uh, you can send out your dwarves and uh, and uh, pester people, and they'll pester With you. Zero repercussions. Yeah, aside from the occasional save corrupting uh, raid bug, uh, the, there's uh, well, I mean, no, they, they, I mean, there's repercussions in the sense that you can start a war and actually get invaded, right? So there's something um, repercussiony about it, which is nice. Um, People finally looking forward to uh, uh, having that happen uh, rather than having nothing happen, which is a you know an improvement in general in a video game probably. But the um, and the villains release we had to cut uh, short um, and delay the some of the features, so it didn't really get a chance to pop like we wanted. We have the occasional artifact heist, and the people will turn a, a bit too many uh, dwarves to be the uh, be compromised and steal things from you but um we didn't get to any of the adventure mode stuff really in terms of investigations and what we were hoping were going to be some really cool plot hook type things that would be generated mm -hmm. and, and get to do um and also in dwarf mode uh kind of having the villains uh be uh sort of larger characters that you kind of learn the names of and get to investigate their organization with your little uh, investigator dwarf that you send out. Yeah. And, uh, I love, I love, I love the idea of, um, you know, cause you have the guilds and stuff and they're like, we want X, Y, and Z. And I like the idea of there being vying factions and villainous schemes built right into that. 
Yeah, that was it. Was it, yeah, it was it was it was going to, to really be a a chance to um, sort of bring some of the more or less dreams that we had about the game right into the the center of it uh, with with a whole kind of active uh, groups of, of people and, and individuals causing trouble uh, partially related to you and you can kind of dive in and um, just sort of be part of the, the great mess of, of world politics and affairs. Uh, but um, yeah, so didn't didn't quite get through that because we have the whole uh, whole steam deadline thing and all that, which is uh, uh, yeah a whole a whole other uh, whole other discussion. <laughs> it is. It seems to be a focal point of a lot of excitement. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's brought you know more hundreds of thousands of people putting their eyes on the the game and talking about it and the the press sites and things uh, like posting about many... things that they hear about and stuff. So it's kind of out of control. Has your has your day to day work felt like it's changed because of the Steam release that you're working on? Yeah, I mean it's it's a completely different experience, really. Uh, the the uh, setup we have now, we have a, a little place on the internet where the artists, uh, Mike and, and and Patrick, this is uh, Mike Mayday and Meth from the Masterwork mod. Uh, kind of just get together and talk about what were what what kind of uh, like we had trees we did we had a whole thread about talking you know exactly what the trees should look like how the shadows work how the foliage works how the branches work which as if you've seen the ascii lines that make up a df tree mm-hmm. like converting that into oh, yeah. uh, an image that still respects all the mechanical aspects of it was it sort of looks a large like project. a tree. Yeah. It's a really large project. And we did, you know, they, I mean, they did a great job. And then I implemented a, uh, a, the, the rendering and, uh, and for it. And it, it was, uh, yeah, a whole project over there. And that's, that's very different from how uh, things usually are with, with feature editions and so forth. I mean, Zach and I talk about stuff. And I spin it out. That part's um, about the same. Uh, so you've gone corporate, is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. The the uh, there's like a whole group of people. It's more than just two people. There's like not just the three people, uh, but there's also uh, Tanya and Victoria. Uh, we have regular discussions about uh, how we're going to sort of proceed talking about the game and uh, what what the artists are up to and. What images we're working on? We have the Steam news every two weeks. Just kind of like in addition to the weekly devlogs. Now there's the Steam news every two weeks, and we sort of uh, I write up a uh, a draft statement with uh, some images. I usually send three or four images along, and then um, uh, Kit Fox will add a little bit at the bottom. Um, I noticed they they fixed my spacing too because I have the the kind of weird um, two spaces after the period thing that you learn in oh. this kind of narrow sliver of education. Yeah, apparently people hate that. People hate that. And so they hate it enough that I noticed that they just take that out. That was pretty funny. But um, the, the so it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different um, kind of flow of things. And what I talk about in the devlogs is by, you know, nature different now. Um, and uh, it's not so much about 
like spinning a story of what happened in world gen or something like that or what features i'm working on but kind of like what what images have been done and uh it's it's a little um it might just be because of my inexperience in this area but it's been harder to kind of talk about the future uh just because um if if the the work hasn't been done and the discussions are ongoing uh we don't really have a marketing department in the art thing where we're like talking about okay uh, now we're going to talk about in four weeks we're going to talk about rivers it's like no we just got brooks and now we're talking about brooks so uh there's this very sort of day-to-day uh way nose that, of the grindstone uh, kind of yeah and a little and, bit less high-flying adventure <laughs> well it's 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 an adventure though and so it, and and we're, we're flying i mean there were many birds produced recently so we've got We've we've got uh, unseen unseen. So this is this is big big surprise. We'll have an eagle, and we got uh, uh, we got a Kia. Everyone loves Kias. I I love that they love taking my stuff. <laughs> it's even got the red tail patch, right? And then uh, not so high flying. We have the cassowary and the emu. Uh, Excellent coming. Um, and it's 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 um, it's. It's cool just to see the the animals the animals come to life. I mean, obviously, I'm a big animal fan because there are uh, over 200 animals in Dwarf Fortress, and uh, yeah, it's just I just love seeing little animals um, running around and stuff. So I I, I think uh, in in some sense, even if it if it is upsetting to to purists, um, having variety to the G icon. So a goose and a goat and and so forth. The, goblin, the goblin, goblin gooses and geeses, goose, geese, geese and goats. Uh, I, I, it's cool. I like I like to see all the little critters running around. Um, and uh, every gibbon represented. <laughs> there you go. That's that's, that's, that's the uh, the slogan that you put on the tin. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, it's it's it'll. It, 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 I, I think it's it's turning out really well. Um, Obviously not done yet, which is which is a whole thing. Like we we would like to finish, uh, of course, uh, but there's a lot left to draw, and there's a lot left for for me to do. There's this whole kind of phase two thing, right, where I mean, we get these these images up, and th- th- there's no clear distinction, which is another thing to talk about. But the between phase one and phase two or whatever. But there's the the whole idea of getting okay. Now we're getting mouse support. Like I just added some mouse buttons and borders to the embark screen to test things out. And uh, there's the the getting the new sound and music support in, and uh, we'll have to deal with uh, workshop mods and chivos and whatever, right? So it's like chivos, chivos. Everyone wants chivos. That's what everyone. What about cards? Oh, there's there there that that's that's a discussion. I mean, Steam wants chivos. Steam wants cards. This is the modern era, or at least as of however many years ago they had those things. And um, yeah, got to do it. I mean, there's going to be, oh, yeah. there's going to be the little emoticons and you're going to be able to <laughs> chat with your steam buddies and do the dwarf face. Yeah. Now, if you don't, if you don't, I mean, I, I, although apparently the debug creature is the most popular emoticon that's, that's uh, come out of our, our community recently. Excellent. Um, and it just uh, represents everything. Yeah. Mike drew that. Uh, I had a really terrible uh, debug creature because I just needed to see stuff on the screen I, and, and I needed to see it quickly. So I drew a stick figure that was terrible, of course. And, uh, Mike was like, let me just draw something that isn't so, you know, awful looking. It doesn't have, like, debugging doesn't have to be a, a, a mortal pain. Um, rather, it can it can be a, a cheerful, somewhat grumpy, proud-looking creature um, that is still clearly a debug creature because of its sort of gumdrop shape and little feet. 
Well, I'll be the contrarian. I will ask the one. The question that only I care about is: uh, Will the Steam release have an ASCII option? So I think that the thing is that um, Steam likes to have parity. Um, if you have something somewhere else, they want to have it available for their fans too, um, and or their player base or, or customers, whatever you call them these days. It's very complicated learning the new words, but. Uh, so there, there's going to be at at the very least a uh, you know you can pull up a branch or whatever like experimental mm-hmm. branches or other branches when you right click and go to go to betas or manage manage whatever properties and things uh, there will at the very least be the sort of classic ASCII version over there um, uh, to to play uh, if you if you have the game in your Steam library then you'll be able to do that uh, in terms of like plug and play like click 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 between uh like ju does does i haven't i haven't tried it on jupiter hell i remember that's something that that um was very important to to chaos forge to get the uh to make sure it was like an ascii roguelike no matter Mm -hmm. how smooth the graphics were right that's that's something i always appreciated yeah and and being able to flip back and forth uh, on the fly is a little bit of extra work um uh, but but it's something that 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 could be done um, for sure, and uh, we'll definitely have an ASCII option, as I was saying, with the with the branches. So that's that's a uh, that's a yes on that one. Oh yeah, I was yammering on about phases. That's what I was yammering on about, and and just finishing the graphics is the 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 sort of basic. Here are some tiles. Uh, is is the first step and this this is kind of complicated the idea of having this branch um over back in the the game that's already been released for fixing up bugs like necromancers coming to your tavern and hanging out and raising dead bodies but still being drinking buddies with everybody and uh everything else that's going on uh the the uh it's kind of like okay i'll get the artist started up drawing things and then have time to kind of do bug fixes and that's still the plan but the delineation of like when that's going to happen is not not quite what i thought it would be because i had you know as as we all know literally no experience working with a team of people um and uh so we'll we'll still sort that out that's still something that we're we're planning to do but it yeah so we're just kind of <laughs> going through these things figuring out things as we go but as we can see from the um from the images uh, that it's, it's working. It's on baseline sense. We're getting the project done. All right. So what's on the horizon in terms of new releases and features and goodies and (laughs) trinkets? Yeah, we so yeah, so we've been working with the the um the artists uh to to get this steam release together. And that's that's going to be the uh the focus for uh x amount of time uh as as we say in the <laughs> the release date on on Steam. Time is subjective and even more subjective now the last uh, the last several months here. Uh so yeah, really would be foolish to say um uh when we expect that to be ready but everything uh, is yeah. strange <laughs> yes. zone yes it is in the, definitely in the, we're in the doom scrolling zone and the the yeah yeah lots of zones here lots of zones I feel like i live in a tarkovsky film 
Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 not I'm not uh, educated enough to to know exactly what that means, but um, I'm certain certain that that that, that is what we are doing. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're trying our best, but yeah, the uh, yeah. So when when that's up. Um, of course, there's this there's this huge kind of you know um, unknown area about well, what's life going to be like when you release to a zillion people, and uh, it's a whole new platform, and there's graphics and the ongoing work with artists, and and it's it's um, you know uh, so so foolish to to say exactly what'll happen afterward, but our, we have a plan, we have a plan, and it relates to. Kind of where we left off in the villains release, uh, sort of unfinished. There, we want to resume that work and get those things done, because it was, you know, it's a it's a series of of really cool um, ideas and features that that should be um, uh, make the game a lot better. So we're going to get to that, and then the other the the other kind of thing that was going to happen was this lead up to the myth and magic release, because we already know. From the, the sort of map rewrite, which we can talk about uh, for the Myth and Magic release, that there's going to be a large uh, sort of development delay, as you know, Dwarf Fortress players are, are quite familiar with, sort of disappearing into the uh, the feature the feature zone where everything touches everything, and you just have to work on it and can't release. Uh, but before that, we wanted to kind of round out some more edges uh, especially with the villain stuff being added in there and sort of improve the siege situation improve the the army situation generally in both of the modes and also get some uh needed features into adventure mode like the medical care and so forth i mean that hasn't really been fixed much by adding the shrines where you can heal yourself because a shrine can also turn you into a uh, an animal for a week or whatever, although I guess that probably also heals you. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just not, I mean, it shouldn't be easy to grow your arm back, but it is a, a kind of, um, a dangerous place, uh, roaming around the world. And so, so some, some options just to have a crutch or, or put a, put a splint on yourself, uh, would be nice and to be able to make sure your wounds don't get infected and, uh, just about everything that 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 happens over there, being able to do something about it rather than just sort of crawl through the mud for the rest of your life. Uh, so there, there was, um, and, and then there's sort of tangentially related to that are are things with with adventure skills and other um, other additions that that sort of just round out the experience a bit. And will then, I be able to yeah. be a career poet? <laughs> so you can be you can be a poet of sorts now. Um, there there's a you can you can compose a, a a poem as I recollect, but cannot write it down. I I don't remember. Or would you have to go to a fort and retire there, and then start in fort mode? Then I still don't think you write it down. You could only write your scientific discoveries, which of course over in adventure mode you can't make. Uh, so it, it's it's um. Overall, sort of half-assed and disappointing, um, which is another possible tagline for Dwarf Fortress, but uh, it wouldn't exactly ring true, um, but there's an essence of that. <laughs> I mean, when I play Adventure Mode, I find myself putting points into skills, and I'm like, I don't know if uh, astronomy <laughs> does anything, but it might. There might be an instance where the, the stars reveal something to me if I have this skill. 
Yeah, it's basically. I can't not take it. <laughs> it's like RPG, like 101 mistakes, like people learned in the 80s or whatever. Like, don't don't say that there's a hunting skill in your game if it just doesn't do anything, right? People get angry about that. You're trying to kind of make the game feel like it's it's fleshed out, but you really want a list of things with clear effects and and Kinesthetic so sense. Yeah, just, just spatial memory. <laughs> and and those things. The funny thing is, those ones actually do have effects, but and lots of effects, but uh, especially those two as they relate to combat and things. But uh, it, of course, it doesn't tell you about this. Uh, and so so yeah, just overall uh, a kind of a mess that sort of developed as as being sort of the second fiddle to dwarf mode in part although dwarf mode in those two instances isn't really telling you much either but uh it's 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 just kind of this this overall problem of the game where we've we've been cut a lot of slack just because of how how innovative uh a lot of the game is and and how much fun people can have with it uh, but it, it really does have these, these, I, I wouldn't even call them like rough edges. That's way too nice. Um, it's, it's just, just, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it, 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 it it's a question of how, how I, hard you should be on yourself. Really. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of a metaphor and all I can think of is when I was a, like a four year old. Like you could buy cocoa puffs, and the back of the box would have like these perforated things you could pop out to make this little ramp that you could roll the cocoa puffs down into the bowl. And yeah. just, <laughs> it's not a feature that anyone wants, and it doesn't really work that good. But the idea <laughs> of it, it's spellbinding. Yeah, there should be like a tie-in with hungry, hungry hippos or something, like the cocoa oh. puffs roll into the arena. And the hungry hippos eat them. I saw a video recently of a uh, some people playing hungry hungry hippos with their dog, and ah, they replaced yes. the marbles with dog kibble. That's why. That's why. That's that's why I was reminded of that because I also saw that video. This excellent. Is, this is excellent content, and I was happy. We'll, that ha- we'll have to find a link for it to <laughs> share with the people. The people have to know. Yeah. No. This was. This was. I mean, it's good to see a dog eating their food in a in a. You know, kind of a novel and enjoy. It's like those animal enrichment activities uh, at the zoo, um, where mm-hmm. they're like lock the food in a block of ice or something like that. That seems borderline. Oh cool, yeah, but it's interesting, right? The animal. I was at a, a wildlife preserve in Oregon, the uh, wildlife safari in uh, Coquille, I believe, and uh, they feed the bears a bunch of fruit chunks that are just frozen in ice, which keeps them cool, rations it out, and is also I guess fun for them. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be, I, it'd, it'd be intriguing if you put my, uh, like, if I made a sandwich but it was locked in ice. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly be, 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 be intrigued by that, especially I if, I, if, if it were, were done by, a, by my keeper that I, that I cannot fathom. Yes, uh, a malevolent <laughs> or benevolent <laughs> being. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, so I so I think um, like the game is rough, but it'll be cool and we will get better. There's a certain um, changing standard is part of the sort of Steam release changing standard of like how rough it can be, right? Uh, in 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 that 
what that means is something we're still going to to try to figure out uh, as we're I'm going. I'm curious there. what people that have not played Vor Fortress that will get the Steam release. I'm curious what will it be a car crash? Will it be uh, a difficult journey? What will what will what do you envision for completely uninitiated folks coming to grips with this game? Yeah, that 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 currently as it stands, it's uh, when you download the the ASCII one, it is a um, a car crash with like ninety five percent or something um, of the people don't decide not to drive the car again. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, well, let's torture that metaphor a bit, but but the uh, the so we're envisioning an improvement of that and. Uh, sort of the the just the very beginning part uh, is 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 bad in a lot of ways. Like like if you play Civilization, uh, and I I don't I haven't played Six or whatever, so this this is uh, this is dated information. But um, you you have a world generation process. You can either have parameters for that or not. Um, but it 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 has some kind of like uh, pictures and it has some statements. And then you get into the game and you play it, right? And there's sort of, you know, there might be some pop-up tips or whatever. Uh, but it, that is one experience that goes in a line and you do that. Whereas currently in Dwarf Fortress, you you have to navigate this world creation screen and there's this tempting advanced parameters screen that would tempt a lot of players that think they're, you know, they want to have the, the full experience, want to click mm -hmm. that, which would be a mistake, right? Uh, and because <laughs> it's just obtuse, like really bizarre, but, but, and then once you get through that, you get through a world generation, which is, uh, if you let it go, especially if you're like, oh yeah, I want a long history. I heard Dwarf Fortress has great histories and let's make one that's a thousand years long in a large world. Um, you know, that was just the natural tendency for where you want to put your sliders and so forth. And then you'd be sitting there if you had the patience for it, looking at, at, at the, the thing generate for hour or more uh and then it dumps you to the title screen right yep. and that is uh bad because it probably just invokes people thinking oh it crashed or whatever or it failed mm -hmm. uh, especially when it says reject 17 at the top of the screen the whole time there, that there's no it. immediate lever to interact with what it's just created and in fact, if you haven't memorized the title options, you would not see that start playing is a new option <laughs> that, that yeah. appears there. So the, the whole flow there is is going to be changed. And so I've just been, you know, sitting here thinking about, you know, as a new player, that kind of experience. Right. Uh, and we aren't even to the game yet. <laughs> yeah. and, and and so just getting people kind of getting them through a faster world generation, uh, even if that means that uh, it's kind of they're initially not not getting the the sort of huge history options or they're at least sort of I'm, warned I'm about curious. that. I've seen this posited on the forums of just having the game ship with a default world that's yeah. already been generated. Yeah, I've 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 still leaning away from the default world idea. It's it doesn't fit to me. I don't. Yeah. I don't like the idea. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, the game is supposed to be your your world that you are changing and so forth. And if everyone, I mean, it kind of creates a canon for the game, mm -hmm. right? That that's just not something that should exist. Um, 
However, I was just thinking about CBO, people we'll making see. memes of <laughs> historical figures and existing forgotten beasts. Yeah, I mean, you'd have the same seven pictures of forgotten beasts for the rest of the history of the game, then, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just not, yeah, it's just not, it's not, it's not something that we'd we'd like to to do. Um, and we'll see what ends up happening because uh, if we cannot overcome these problems, and that is one of the options that we'd rather not take, but um, we will. You know, it's going to be all about just making sure that we're trying, we're trying to do the best that we can in terms of. Um, People, people play the game. People like the game. People can do what they want with the game and enjoy themselves. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, the mouse has got to work. I mean, in terms of like what players expect in terms of scrolling, it's like, do we have to free up the WASD, WASD key cluster and stuff like that? I mean, mm-hmm. even on this computer that I just used to, to go on the internet and record DF Talk episodes and post devlogs and so forth, um, not much of a gaming beast the W, A, S, and D keys have a bright <laughs> rectangle around them, right? Um, it, it's it's intriguing, uh, but that's where people are at. And so do we have to meet them there? Uh, and that would take away, you know, eight or 16, depending on how you count control and alt and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. options in terms of key presses, um, right? And uh, But you can't assume people have number pads these days or whatever. And, yeah, that's uh, that is a a big one. And then, but then you're like, oh, could could we do mouse scrolling though? And it's like, yeah, oh, maybe. But is that the expectation and so forth? Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's just all kinds of little things like that, and we'll just you know cross each. Let's. I mean, we're getting up to the time now. We're going to just be jumping over hurdles, uh, one at a time, and uh, figuring out what what sort of options we'd like. Um, trying to get the whole main part of the game mouse driven, but also having, of course, a keyboard options um for everything uh still and uh yeah i mean that's 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 a trick uh you know whether or not you just can click a thing to go into numpad mode or click a thing to have wazid there's whole whole i'm sure uh you know schools of thought and and experience and talent uh in terms of uh ux that we're just not you know uh Privy to or excellent at, uh, but uh, we will uh, we will endeavor and we will try to learn and we will do an okay job. Got the bar set up. It won't just be okay. It will be. It will be Uh beyond quality. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Team me up. Team me up. I can remember yeah, my, own, my own motto. <laughs> want, me to, want me to say it again? We can edit it. Oh, no, we don't need to edit it because this, okay. is, this is the reality. Part of being beyond quality is screwing up like that all the time. So it's Fantastic. important. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's beyond quality, really. I, mean, the, the, uh, I think there will be a better retention rate than 0% or whatever we're currently at. I th- I feel like it's going to be like what would it be? Because you're going to have so many people coming to the game at once. It'll be a renaissance. It'll be it'll be tumultuous. It will be it'll be interesting. 
It'll yeah, be fun. That, that's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, and I'm look. I'm looking forward to the day one patch. <laughs> like oh. the the volume of uh, the volume of shouting. You know, whether it's coming from people who have like a 23 monitor setup that isn't supported appropriately, or whether it's just you know a bad issues like we've had before. I remember. I mean, the the rain used to catch people on fire, right? Uh, there, there's been there have been Dwarf Fortress releases. I mean, the the the, the amusing one in the villains release, as as we perhaps recall, is the um, the babies, right? Um, with the the new horse AI. <laughs> the, I don't remember this. Oh, this is a yeah. This is yeah yeah. Whole new whole new era of Dwarf Fortress bugs. So when we added in adventure mode, we have the um, the parties, right? That's a that's a new thing. You can have multiple. Uh, characters in adventure mode switch between them i think uh, uh obviously there's some bug reports on tactical mode and so forth but uh you can start with pets you can have um horses and things you can start with horses and ride them and so forth and so i had to redo the horse ai because when mounts were used to only be used by people who were sieging the fortress and the game could get away with just saying, oh, you know, let the horse or the beak dog or whatever think for itself. It's going to just charge in like the soldier would and it'll be biting. And the soldier's just kind of along for the ride, whacking people with their weapon or whatever. And it, you know, worked well enough. And, uh, but when you were a adventurer, uh, riding your horse and then having the horse be like, I'm going to sit and graze <laughs> on the grass for a while and you can press whatever key you want, uh, the only key that has any more relevance is get off the horse. And uh, that that was a problem, of course. So we made it so that you can send commands to the animal. When you press the up button, it's not just moving the horse up. It's sending a command from the rider to the horse saying move up. And then the horse, uh, if they're tame, will comply with the order uh, just for convenience sake. We didn't model too much in you know in terms of disobedience and so forth although they do disobey when they're afraid uh and running away and so forth but what this what and and then we had to go into fort mode and say okay all the seizures now have to send orders to their mounts and so we did that and the issue here is that when uh for instance when you're doing medical care if a if a creature like a dwarf is sitting there and is thirsty and is laying on the middle of the ground has been wounded, their legs broken, they can't drink. They're like, please help bring me water, carry me to the hospital and so forth. If a dwarf comes and does the recover wounded job and goes and grabs the uh, wounded dwarf and carries them to the hospital, this whole thing of carrying somebody is oh. uh, conveniently uh, for my sake, um, identical to the mount code because or it is the mount code. Uh, because why would you code that two different ways? It just has a role. There's always been this role there that says carried or rider standard position or riding on wagon in <laughs> position, whatever. And so when a baby was born, uh, the, the mother would pick it up and carry it and it would be in the Become carried position. Controlled. Yes. But the problem, yes, the problem is it was not querying the, the, uh, position variable and it was like all um mounts are now controlled by their rider. <laughs> and so the baby had pathing code. The pathing code for a baby if it's on the ground is to crawl randomly and to ignore lava <laughs> and water. <laughs> and so the uh the baby was passing those commands to the mother 
as the mother would kind of walk around holding the baby and just jump into a lava pool if there was one nearby uh, and would not eat or drink because the baby wasn't concerned about that. And uh, that was it um, for the mothers of release uh, one. <laughs> and so we're not adding like a ton of features for the steam release. We're, we're sort of compartmentalizing. Like you don't want to just add a bunch of new features when you're also doing this, this graphical yeah. update, cause it's just going to be a nightmare, but we do have to add some features um, just to clean up some bugs and uh, get the mouse interface working and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, uh, in the past, our best hasn't been great enough to avoid some little hiccups uh, like that, but we do fix them quickly when we can. And so that's why, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Steam, Steam really should be good. Uh, and we're going to do, obviously, some extra testing when it's when it's such a, you know, uh, stark demarcation and there's a ton of new people. Uh, that is all an extra sort of impetus to take time, even if we're not adding features during that time to clean up. Um, so hopefully there's no huge problems. I mean, it's going to be in a bunch of people's Steam libraries, even if they're at Kitfox or whatever, or the publisher. Uh, testing it out and whatever other testing regime we have. So it's not like we're just going to go out cold and just drop this on everybody. But um, yeah. but things always happen, especially when people have exotic setups and so forth. Uh, we have been testing it on ultra-wide monitors uh, uh, just because one of the artists has one that's one of those ones that's like 5,000 pixels or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh works there uh, pretty much. We had to fix some things, though. So... Um, I'm not sure what what other setups people have and so forth, uh, but uh, it'll it'll be uh, an ongoing process. Will there be tech news? <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean. We, what, what have we tried to do that's the closest to a to a, a tactical nuclear weapon in Dwarf Fortress? You can do some fun things with minecarts. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, that's right. There's the minecart shotgun where you put a bunch of metal or something in the in the in the shotgun and then ram it up against a wall and it shoots stuff out. I heard people tried to do that with dwarves once. I don't know if it works. Like put a bunch of dwarves in a minecart and and bounce them and shoot them at, at somebody. That's that's how you um do uh raids on the mission screen. <laughs> uh, but then there's also like there's there's miasma if you want to get that kind of uh uh you can't as far as I know you can't weaponize the husking uh gases in evil regions because they just kind of come in from the edge of the screen and and pass on. I'm sure you could do something with magma. Uh, the steam bombs, I don't think they work as well as they used to. Um, I remember someone used to made a steam gun before where they had this giant water channel and would shoot the lava into it and then would blast steam forward. Oh, that's but, fun. Yeah, I think when we changed to 3D, that one stopped working quite as well. Or something about the burning code, like it just didn't, the gases just didn't apply themselves quite as well anymore. Um yeah, so our tactical and nuclear options are kind of restricted there. Of course, there's a whole new thing where you can take like some necromancers and drop them into a, into a body pile and sort of have a, a post-apocalyptic situation for your seizures. Yes. Um. <laughs> necromancers are no joke. 
yeah so it's it's uh and 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 uh yeah that was that was kind of the strangest thing that probably came in with the uh with the villains release is the fact that they're sort of procedurally generated experimental creatures now um that the necromancer the necromancers perform experiments and and make new humanoid uh races of creatures um that can escape from the tower and integrate into societies um uh, and uh, I mean, it, it kind of fits in with the animal people and so forth. The uh, the kind of um, uh, many, many, many different types of creatures living together in the in the communities. Uh, we haven't tried to model any kind of like, um, well, you know, you 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 are a a sort of three antennaed, uh, one eyed experimental creature, so we don't want you living in our community. That doesn't <laughs> seem that doesn't seem fair. Uh, especially because I mean they were they they don't get an evil nature or anything like that they're just just um, kept in a horrible place with a bunch of zombies and then forced to fight for this necromancer uh, through unknown means that haven't sort of been mechanicized or whatever turned into a a uh, explicable part of the game but when they escape they're just free of that and that 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 applies <laughs> more broadly uh, almost sadly to um, the uh the new undead lieutenants that get raised up um by the necromancer the necromancer's got various new abilities so they can raise a sort of intelligent undead rather than just zombies so they pick a historical figure and bring them back um but they are changed into some sort of it just procedurally generates a name like corpse soldier or something like that or you know hollow hunter or something like that uh it just generates a name and uh they have new powers uh randomly they can raise fog or shoot ice bolts or ouch stamps or cause pain uh and so forth <laughs> and uh like this cat here who is some kind of hollow hunter what are you doing there jeez buddy and um so so you get these these uh lieutenants and they are also sort of in this um situation not unlike the the babies writing the parents really where the civilization when they're in this sort of necromancers group the sort of entity or whatever um controls their behavior they sort of fight the wars and administrate the sites and guard the towers and so forth uh but when they're free of that like when the necromancer falls or is imprisoned when people finally get together and attack the tower uh then if the uh, undead lieutenant loses their sort of um, uh, civilization bond to the necromancer, then they can just incorporate themselves into a society. And, nice. um, I mean, they'll be immortal now, and they'll have some weird powers. But they, I had one become a poet and just go off and write for a couple hundred years. Uh, and it's not, it's not like... Um, not even sure like what the situation is with immortality and jealousy and so forth in a in a world where there's elves everywhere and and stuff um that would they just be treated more like an elf rather than some aberration uh it's it's a uh, uh, stuff that we haven't really tackled or thought about too much i mean we do have them get jealous of the necromancers who don't age and i believe although i haven't seen report the uh you know unless i forgot about one i made myself the the uh do people get jealous of the um, uh, undead lieutenants when they live in a town and don't age? 
that's possible. I think. I imagine it would be based on like personality and cultural traits. Yeah, they just haven't. I mean, there's not there's not a lot of work there uh, yet, so we just kind of had this default thing where the humans all get pissy about it. But um, it's it's uh, yeah, it's sort of a, a, a an ongoing and in an intriguing kind of situation with all the new critters that are running around. And of course, there's lots of rough edges to that. Like, especially when we were talking about sort of onboarding new players, it's like when a when a hollow hunter comes in to your bar <laughs> and just sits there and I don't know if they order drinks or not, if they have to drink. Um, how do you, if there's so many things I was streaming the game uh, for some friends and just there, there's so many little interactions that you have to be aware of, especially like when you have a tavern that's popular and you have a million people coming to visit and it's, what do you do when a necromancer shows up and they just want to party? Like, yeah, it's, you have it's, you have to do something. Yeah, and it's a, it's I mean it's and it's a legitimate thing too because the uh, I mean having them there to party in a sense because in world generation before they get outed, um, they are just living in communities. I mean they occasionally will dig up corpses and stuff, but like they, they until they get chased off. You know, sometimes they can live in a community, especially vampires, but but necromancers occasionally will happen as well. And then what it should be doing is just not showing you their necromancer status, right? Um, <laughs> and then they're there. And then, you know, if you do have the corpse pile near the tavern, then that's uh, it can show you their necromancer status at that point. And then is that unfair to the player? Should the player have screening? Is it like the thing or something where they should be like taking drops of blood and setting them on fire? Um you know, as part of the, I mean, I'm sure people want to do that to the cheesemakers anyway, right? Just having like uh, sort of stricter controls on who's allowed to live uh, in a place, which of course raises all kinds of concerns uh, about, you know, well, shouldn't we model then the the people that want to migrate to the fortress, um, you know, what they think about that, or what 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 these kind of modes of control as we as we deal with in like the the modern era. Um, certainly, like it's a, it's an issue if you want to call it that uh, in this country for sure, and uh, you know that so it raises all kinds of questions um, that are kind of separate from the necromancer question, uh, but related through mechanics as things happen. Uh, so it's it's uh, yeah, and then just the, yeah, like you were saying, the whole situation. You've got twenty. I mean, if there's no no necromancers, there's still twenty people in your tavern. Uh, right now, you can't do too much with that except through like. If you find them in the VG write-up, it will say they've come to the tavern to relax, or they've come here because they heard your tavern was the place to party, or whatever, um, or they've come here looking for work, or they've come here to sing songs, or they've come here to read their poetry, they've come here to, to petition for residency because they're uh, running away from um, the goblin invasion or whatever. Uh, that stuff's all there. I don't know how much people find that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just more hidden stuff that can be exposed. Um, and there's a yeah, lot to I think know, about. I know that when like a poet petitions to hang out at your fortress long term, it's uh, it doesn't immediately give you the information of who this person is, and it's like I I don't sure why not like I want I want to be able to I want to do um, papers please. <laughs> Every time someone wants to join my fort. 
Yeah, you just can't. And, and we have, and we sort of were were leading to this. This was actually part of the thinking in the villains release that we, you know, pushed off or delayed a little bit. The the whole interrogation process, where the sheriff can now interrogate uh, any dwarf you want to try and figure out if they're part of this sort of artifact heist plot. Um, is something that could could be done with with people that are coming to visit the fortress, and you can have just kind of like a less hostile sort of interrogation process in terms of like you know well you know you want to live at the fort, where are you from, what's going on, uh, etc. Uh, because there is you know vampire trouble and so forth that that sort of legitimate uh, reasons to be concerned about that kind of thing, and uh, werewolf trouble. It's like do you have the werewolf quarantine week week long or month long? Um, where, well, it doesn't have to be a month if the full moon is closer than that. So anywhere from zero to 30 days or 28 days, however Dwarf Fortress works. Um, uh, quarantine periods and all that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, people people familiar with quarantine now. And uh, is that is that something we should we should get there? Uh, it's it's um, it's just a lot to take in right from from moment to moment. But if you're focused on that rather than focused on setting up a, a giant magma well or something, uh, then then that's that's you know, legitimate. This can't be too overwhelming somehow. It's a, not an uncommon problem for us. I disagree. I think overwhelming is uh, what people come to the game for. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got different flavors of overwhelming. Uh, and uh, like as long as people still want to play the game, that's cool. <laughs> that is is where I, true. Yeah, it opens the whole question about the spreadsheet stuff right like the vpl that was one of the things we were considering changing for the steam release um because vpl is a mess right um and the the typical fix has been like the dwarf therapist type stuff where you've got a large spreadsheet of options but then another, i refuse to yeah. use those yeah i flavor. infuriate my friends <laughs> another flavor of fix though was like auto labor have you tried that one um, uh, no, and I haven't tried it either, but it's, 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 it's along the lines of stuff that we've, you know, we've been talking to people about for years, but it's just a difficult, um, problem about, uh, more dwarf autonomy, uh, in their labor mm -hmm. selections. And that, that of course raises a lot of questions about the role of the player and whether or not you can do mega projects quite the way you want and so forth. So you'd still want to have options that allow you to have more control over them, but, uh, what if you just set up the jobs and the dwarves were able to organize who does them fairly competently? Mm -hmm. uh, then that would be a whole uh, burden taken off the player in terms of like making sure that they have architecture selected on a dwarf or whatever. Right? I think I think that would also be interesting because it would pull from personality traits and you know physical characteristics where you know the strong dwarf is going to volunteer for hauling more often than you know the frail dwarf or similarly like the creative dwarf is going to enjoy engraving more yeah they have those, that... those dreams we haven't even used very much right like the dreams of being a, making a master craft someday or whatever um no the way to do that is to start crafting stuff so yeah because um, you can currently like when you're embarking you can look at each of your dwarves individually and see what they're personalities and physical characteristics are and you know assign them skills and jobs based on that but that's such a level of granularity to 
dive into you i don't i don't think it's reasonable for a person to expect themselves to do that once you have 50 dwarves running around yeah and that's exactly what i mean by the bad kind of overwhelming right it's yeah. just like stuff like that which is not it's not contributing to your story and it's not contributing like there's a sense in which the word overwhelming like the good sense is like contributing to the choices you're making as a player right that you have a a wide array of things that you can do and you can't even do all of them and that's fine um and in fact having to make a choice is is great um not mm. you know not being able to do anything all the time although i mean there's a whole other uh you know, mode of play there where you could have just kind of like, it's like the, the, the cozier version of Dwarf Fortress where you turn off the hunger counter and uh, turn off invasions and people do that, right? And that's a completely you know, like legit way to play the game as well. Uh, it's one of those things we were actually hoping to have when we got around to the myth magic stuff was kind of like generating entirely different universes. Like if you want to play, like like Dwarf Fortress is borderline grimdark, right? It's It doesn't lean into everything, but it's not, you know, the... the uh, the cheeriest place all the time and uh, uh, it's it's so much <laughs> of that is a veneer of who's playing it and what are they saying because like you know it often has a, a darkly comedic tone because it's funny to watch these these little goofballs suffer misfortune <laughs> yes yes i mean that, and that is the driving yeah really the, the engine that drives the the whole thing is the, the troubles the whole losing is fun aspect of it um but at the same time, we were we were hoping, like back in our Armark days, we were like, well, what if it's all just kind of you know happy, 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 happy all the time? Um, and like it's it's like the the worst it gets is like a a bad episode of Teletubbies or something. I'm not sure how much trauma did the Teletubbies experience. I don't actually remember. I shouldn't speak out of turn. Maybe there were some very special episodes of Teletubbies that were horrible. But I remember Laughing Baby in the Sun. I remember them doing things and playing a video and then. They say again, again, and then they play the video again. Um, do they? Do they even say that? I I have no idea. Again, again. This is a this is like a, a yeah a distant recollection. I mean, I didn't really have a stoner face. So I don't think I was ever appropriately like like um, into the Teletubbies the right way. But I've seen it because you have to see it. It's a cultural touchstone or whatever, right? So you have to watch an episode of Teletubbies. Um, back way back when, right? And. Uh, yeah, so I remember certain things about it, but uh, like, um, you know, is so creating a universe like that where you're just kind of caring for the rabbits in the field and the sun has a giant baby face and uh, you're having tea and stuff or whatever, like hanging out with your friends and uh, um, that kind of thing. I mean, the part of the reason that it's 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 harder for games to lean into that i mean so a lot of it's just kind of stupid cultural baggage stuff but i mean it is it is more difficult to make social mechanics it's it's uh than than it is to like whack people with a rock in a game um and uh, you know, but one leads to the other directly yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, no so that's a david mamet quote i think yeah no so yeah definitely this is this biblical overtones here but but the uh uh <laughs> like like uh I mean, so it is harder. It is harder to pull that game off, um, and uh, but it can be done, uh, and especially when there's a whole bevy of features already sitting there, right? Um, I mean, it's like how far are we from from having a a kind of satisfying farming type experience, which I believe we've talked about in the past in terms of like, like adventure mode, like if you just wanted to raise sheep or whatever. Um, 
like we're not we're not super duper duper far from that we have pets now uh they're animals they've got names and ages and you can you can't share them yet but that's one dwarf fortress job that already exists away being put in adventure mode from having that um and of course in adventure i mean in dwarf mode you can already do that just sit there shearing sheep and so forth and that you kind of get to the question you know is that is that relaxing enough and is that the you know a mode that people would play it at do you still want the kind of interesting choices angle but would it be more like um you know how how you're going to uh sort of uh accommodate a new person that arrives or uh, expand an animal operation, but we don't always want to expand, expand, expand when we're thinking about this. It just becomes an, another sort of resource allocation game. Um, mm-hmm. So, so there's like, it's more, yeah. I mean, I mean, it raises all of the questions, right? You know, do our stories meant to thrive on conflict and stuff? I mean, I don't agree with that that school of thought. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, um, drama, conflict, that kind of thing, uh, not necessary for a good story. Uh, but uh, it certainly makes it easier to write one to, to have choices and things when you have stakes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different ways things can go, and uh, um, I don't even remember. I had a story that didn't it, it, so much of the stories are just again the player collecting little constellations of data and things that happen and turning it into a narrative of their own where it's hard to how much of that is intended by the gamers how much of that is what the player perceives yeah, I mean it's it is it is the point of the game. I mean, so in some yeah. broad sense, of course, it's the intention of the game. But but in terms of like every little thing, uh, yeah, I mean some are some are certainly more geared toward that than others. Uh, when we when we provide uh, information for players to investigate, um, like like the biggest one is like well, there's a lot of them, but the, the one of the big ones is like the DPZ screen where you just can punch up this huge amount of information about a dwarf, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. if something happens to a dwarf or the dwarf does something, the player can immediately go and investigate and kind of come up with, you know, three or four more things to say about that. But they can also look up like the people they just talked to, the thoughts they had and so forth. And it's, it's sort of a, a story accommodation, right? Yeah. And we think about that. That's, that's, that is, that is one of our kind of principal modes of operation. Um, it's but, almost like a yeah. Wikipedia page for that <laughs> individual dwarf. Yeah, and that's another question about like, you know, Steam players and stuff. Like, it is just a giant brick, right, of text. It's like, you know, are we, or should we enter like the age of the tab? Um, the age of highlighting certain more important information. Hyperlinks. Yeah, the hyper, like, hyperlinks and legend mode, especially. That's, that's well on the table. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, wouldn't it be great to click on somebody's name in adventure mode? Instead of having to write it down on a scrap of paper, as I've done many times. Yes, uh, that is, the game bombards you with so much information, especially, I don't know if you've done this, but in adventure mode, if you walk into a crowded feast hall and <laughs> everyone is talking, it's it's like, 
it's it's yeah because my brain is like I want to know what these peasants are talking about, but at the same time, it's I I want to talk to the the, the person in charge. Yeah, it, I mean, there it, needs <laughs> some sort of culling would be nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, every step you're like pressing like space, 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 step, yeah. space, 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 or whatever to clear out the clear out the text. And uh, of I mean, course, that that could that could be boiled down to you you hear numerous conversations or people if, are whispering in the corner. But if you don't hear tidbits of them, then you don't really pick up stuff. Because I'm trying to think of like in a 3D game, they get this for, for it's not free. Obviously, there's tons of effort that goes into this, but they essentially get this for free where you're 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 walking through the space. You can see where the important person is that you want to go to. And while you're walking there, there's all kinds of people and you can hear the conversations that are closest to you. And of course, the barks and things are set up so that uh, you hear important tidbits or whatever. Uh, and that that's something that uh, we can try and model. I mean, this is not impossible to model at all. Like you can do a distance calculation for so it just looks the closest at the closest conversation. But then if like two or three things were said, it also just picks one of them. And then we can like stick ellipses on both sides of it so that you're walking and you're like farmer says dot, dot, dot the troll under whatever, dot, dot, dot. And then you're like, oh, okay. Oh, you know, yeah. I don't need to talk to the Lord of the Mead Hall or whatever anymore because this peasant has exactly the shit I'm looking for. And um, then you just like be like a pest and bug them about their troll. And uh, there might even be funny things that come out of that, like if it, if it elides enough of the conversation so that you think they're talking about one thing, but they're actually talking about something completely different. Uh, and then you go bother them. Um, there's all kinds of cool things that could come out of that. So yeah, no, these are all solvable problems, but that, like what I just said is not like 10 minutes of work, right? So uh, just getting, like arranging all of these things, it's, it's like the bug triage thing or whatever. It's like you have all of these things that you can do to make the game more approachable, and we'll just have to keep working at it. Yeah, so that, 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 that's that, the thing that, is, I yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. so many topics where it's just like, why haven't you done this yet? Why don't you do this? It's that's just how it all works. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a process, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're certainly in a different mode of operation now. So, people that are in on team don't add features, fix shit, which is a you know, an important team. Uh, they're gonna get they're gonna get some uh, some attention. Yes, team, no new stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, that's happening what, now. What too. about team adventure mode and team tack nuke? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 as we've talked about, we have got we got stuff coming for team adventure mode. We've got stuff for team army fighting. We've got stuff for whatever uh, small contingent of team villains has been created. Uh, uh, all coming after the after the Steam Steam stuff is posted, um, and uh, uh, that's a lot of people. And then you know, Tarn's personal team, Team Team Myth and Magic, gets to have their have their day. <laughs> Been working to try and be on that team for twenty years, and now we'll be here finally. Uh, is Battle Champs going to get a Steam release? Uh, Battle Champs is important work, but um, sadly. Uh, <laughs> I would probably rather do Kobold Quest first. Um, yeah, it's important. It's an important. That's game. the one. Kitchen, kitchen animals, and little insects at people, and so forth. There should be a, a Bay the best of Bay Twelve uh, 
Steam compilation. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, it's 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 uh, you can just hide it in Door Fortress. Uh, I don't think you could put Liberal Crime Squad on there though. It, it's it's um, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 relevant enough. Uh, we could we could put it there. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe it would fit on itch. We're gonna have an itch release. Um, oh, good. Put put LCS up on itch and uh, let it ride. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. It's it's a strange game, and, and, and it's 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 interesting too because um, like way back in 1992, three, four, when the seeds of those games were planted, and then they got released. You know, 2003, four, something like that. Like the word like liberal and liberal crime squad um, is not used the same way anymore, right? Liberal now means yeah. centrist, right? Yeah. Um and and of course there's a the whole economic theory side of it, which is a kind of related um uh to that that part of it. And now people use progressive or um leftist. Leftist or you know, but I don't socialist, etc. I've I've thought about the liberal crime squad agenda for quite some time and how, you know, they're against nuclear power and similar things. And then, you know, it's just, it's just another case of, you know, no one passes the purity test. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's not, I mean, I, I mean, I was, I was a, a younger person when I wrote that, but also, yeah, no, it's just difficult to come up with a, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, or the first but also I don't think, I don't think the LCS is necessarily supposed to be correct in any way. Well, I mean, it is, it is what it is, Some way. Uh, yeah. which is a stupid thing to say, but, but it's, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's supposed to, yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult because you're, you're like, I mean, obviously your heart's on one side and not the other, but it's not like they weren't a kind of caricature of the SLA as well. Right. So it's like, yeah. uh, um, which is, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure you can caricature the SLA because it was already. Has anyone contacted Patty top. Hearst to get her to play this? I, that would be rude, I think. Uh, I, yeah, but hmm, hmm. I mean, it, it, it was odd. Like, like, yeah, no, I went. I actually went to the Hearst Castle as one of these kind of dwarf fortress uh, speaking things when we were down at uh, uh, Cal. Cal Poly uh, in San Luis Obispo to uh, just give a talk about Dwarf Fortress to the academic people down there. And, uh, but they're like, you know, we can just take a, a bus to Hearst Castle. And that was one of the days at this event or whatever. Uh, and they, they have zebras there, the zebra herd. Oh. Uh, and yeah, I guess they're, they're just all sort of descended from these William Randolph Hearst uh, zebras. And they still have like the it's it's a very kind of like thrown together place of uh, all different sort of art styles and things, um, but yeah, a lot of it's kind of cool uh, up there. Um, I don't remember who administers it now. It's not it's not a wholly private thing though. It's kind of like a state park in some sense. I mean, there's all kinds of weird nebulousness there that I don't remember. But uh, so yeah, so it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, zebras and things. Yes, natural segue to the zebras. Yeah, and goat. There was this goats, lots of goats, like hundreds of them. This kind of goat area. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very cool for for that kind of thing. Um, but yes, uh, so yeah, no, lots of future for the the Bay Twelve uh, catalog, <laughs> uh, such as it is. Uh, 
I don't need most of those things posted places because they're just garbage, but that's okay. Yes. But people like you can't find Armok anywhere, can you? You can get it on on. Uh, we just don't link to it, I think, because it was just confusing for people. But you can go to Bay Twelve Games slash Armok, and it's still available. Um, All right, everyone, you know what you have to do. <laughs> if you want, I want to see uh, YouTube videos, Twitch streams. I don't remember if the does the magic even work. I mean, because we had a version where you could teleport people's noses to like different parts of the map, and you could strip people's skin off, and it would update the textures and things. I don't remember if that's in the current version you can download because it was such a such a churn of mess, you know. Um, we only finally got Dwarf Fortress to the point where we're not too far away from being able to do that stuff. Because we've got tissues now. We've got some magic stuff. It's really just a... Probably add that in a day, the way that shrine stuff went. Um, probably add body, body part teleportation in a day, but it would need the right context. Like, who is the body part teleporter? And is there anything you Some can do? Some sort of malevolent goblin wizard. <laughs> yeah, because they, yeah, they have the whole demon thing, right? And they've got... So they, they're, they're tied in with, with bad, 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 bad critters. Bad critters. Even though the, the, the goblins themselves are, you know, not not necessarily bad critters. There's a whole discourse around that, right? I mean, should we... Where should we go with that um, as it stands? Uh you know, having... There should be like uh, goblins that have broken free, you know, because they can, right? They can move into the human towns and stuff. Uh, I always see goblin dancers, and I'm like, wait, hold <laughs> up, something's not. Well, oh well, I guess we all learned a little bit about prejudice today. Yeah, it always. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was something we wanted to look at, right? What if, what if they were immortal? What if they couldn't get diseases and starved? And what if they were not altruistic? Because that's the part that's zeroed out on them, right? They don't get the warm, fuzzy feeling you get when you help your your neighbor or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like leaning into a, a direct stereotype or whatever. Uh, but perhaps it is. Um, I don't really know. But it's uh, yeah, no. So it's it's tricky in general. Uh, of course, our main sort of approach is going to be to just procedurally obliterate all canon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's kind of the myth and magic releases setting us on the road of like um, you know, what if you generated a game without dwarves, without goblins or elves or any like I, I, stuff? One of the things I want so badly is more procedural civs. Like I want to play, you know, human peasants. I want to be elves and weird animal men and all of those things. I want to make a mastaba out of mud bricks. And, yeah, and lot to do. You know, I want to play the Sumerians. Yeah, we like Sumerians. We've got, we got uh, all sorts of things that we need to do. And we'll get to some of them. It'll be great. I'm terrified that someone's going to correct me and say the Sumerians didn't make Mastabas. I'm thinking of the Mesopotamians or something. So please yeah, well, I do mean, as, that. As people are, correct me. <laughs> people are fond of pointing out, like, how, how many years are we talking about there um, versus how many years uh, that we count in the current era? Like, 2000 is nothing, right? <laughs> There's a whole lot of little details that we don't know and that you could be mistaken about. It's not a big it's hard to hard to keep track of everything. 
Yeah, it's cool. We need stuff, stuff and things, more stuff and things it in the game. Continue as always. Of course, now we're back on team new features. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's hard to get away from team new features, but uh, it is, and that's part of like when we're we're talking about like the Steam the Steam release and what the work has been like and so forth. I mean, that's just just for myself. That's kind of the biggest sort of psychological change, right? Is mm-hmm. being um, you know, dedicated and trying to build up a dedication and enthusiasm for something that's different uh, than what I had been doing. Um, that uh, and and I found that I I do just still need outlets, so just work on little side projects and things. Uh, none of which have seen the light of day since uh, we were talking about you know Cobalt Quest and Battle Champs and things. Um, we used to do more of those and then things got more serious, of course, and then we stopped having those, but we still work on them and just can't kind of round the corner to get one posted pretty much. Uh, we'll see if that ever changes, but yeah, it's been good. You know, going to space, do stuff in space. Dwarf Fortress hasn't taken space away from me yet. Um, it will. <laughs> when we get to the plane release, yeah, you're going to be like oh, spell yeah. jamming or whatever, right? I don't know much about the spell jammer setting, but certainly uh, fantasy but that's, and discovery. That's when we nice. get to tech nukes. Yes. Finally, we can nuke them from orbit. But it'll be like planar nuking in your your crystal you know, sails boat or whatever. Uh, and uh, But it's you know, more or less the same, the same thing. I'm sure some of the planes that are generated would be kind of nuked from orbit candidates. Um, may even have, you know, weird parasitic aliens on them, and you may have colonized them by uh, by either accident or because you were greedy and you wanted to bring the parasites back home. Um, you know, typical stuff. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's definitely how it goes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's an emergent economy of, of xenomorphs or whatever. Um, you can... You use every part of them like a buffalo. Yeah, there's some parts too. There's some, there's some parts for sure. But it's like crab legs. Do people eat the face, like the um, what are they called, face huggers or whatever? Is that is uh, that is that widely explored in fiction? The culinary options from face huggers because they do seem. Like I'm crab sure legs. there's like a, when in one of the crossover comics or whatever. Yeah. Because there's there's like. It's like Deadliest Catch or something, right? You just have the people out there going. It's a very dangerous job, of course, just like Deadliest Catch, the crab fishing show. Um, but you'd go out and get um, get 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 face huggers and have them in the pots and things, bring them back and get $25 a face hugger or whatever. And then you've got happy families at, at, at red face hugger restaurants <laughs> celebrating their, their family events. important work and Dwarf Fortress is headed in the right direction. Well, it seems like everything is chugging along nicely in uh, on Team Dwarf Fortress. Everything is teams now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, we are team. It's like Team Fortress. I don't know where the release dates fit in. Are we like Team Fortress 1.5 or... 2.5 or 0.5. I have no idea, but I it's all the fortresses. Tell you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a, it's a it's a good time for fortresses. Always will be. Um, hopefully, until until humanity gets their shit together, and then we don't need fortresses anymore. But um, until then, hmm. until then, 
that's but, a that's a philosophical yeah if you want to credit it that much i mean that's generous of you but uh but what is a fortress how do we how would socrates define a fortress yeah i don't know i don't know much 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 about that but but there is room for fortresses in the future when we're trying to protect our our health and well-being against uh exigent circumstances and if we're talking about the betterment of humanity they don't need to be from uh human sourced so we still got like asteroid yeah. fortress and uh hit by a comet fortress yeah um, and you know practice safety in whatever way you feel is best that's right yeah it's yeah a, for the it's a dangerous time out there yeah yeah if we're still cutting down trees very dangerous job yeah. and um yeah for the dwarves too i assume um you still occasionally hear about people that are crushed by trees in dwarf fortress. Yeah, um, that that happened to uh to me recently. Uh, <laughs> it's just well, not me, but one of my dwarven underlings. Yeah, no, it's 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 um eh, another sketchy addition to the game, but you know you 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 make do. Um, it's what the hospitals for what the were creature in the hospital is for. Um, good 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 business for everybody. Anything. <laughs> Thing I'd like to say before we sign off. Yeah, so um, I think um, we're just going to keep chugging along, uh, keep posting updates. Uh, you can go look at the Steam news to see some shiny pictures, but you can look at the devlog to see uh, shiny pictures as well. Uh, still doing uh, Future of the Fortress uh, Q and A, um, and yeah, just keep on uh, keep on watching, and we'll get it done. And then you can play it, and then you can play the next one too. And uh, yeah, anything you'd like to say? Yeah, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Capintastic. I also have a Patreon set up with the same name, uh, which helps support me and my creative hobbies during this time, uh, this age of strife, during uh, the world kind of being a little bit on fire. Uh, and that includes this podcast. So thank you very much. All right. So. Uh... Yeah, talk uh, here, 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 here. Talk to you next time, and everybody can listen next time on another exciting we, episode of Dwarf Fortress. Do Talk. we have emails um, for the future? Do people uh, email us still. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, so so that yes, that is that is a a, a small embarrassing note that we'll have to uh, sort out. So uh, during our six year hiatus, uh, occasionally we would still receive uh, Q and A uh, emails, and. Um, that uh obviously um oh, we haven't received one for at least a year or something and uh pretty much the few that we received um you know it's just the game has of course moved on and uh so we basically don't have uh questions now and so if you send a uh a question to um toady1 at bay12games.com with the subject question for df talk uh then uh we will uh be able to address it um in this exciting new era of actually engaging with people and and not ignoring them and doing the things that we should be doing on the air send in your spiciest stories <laughs> yeah we should do dramatic readings i think uh, i'm not particularly good at it but um you know, I never can, thought it could happen to me. <laughs> you can more than make up for it by the stories being being funny. Um, so yeah, uh, 
uh, good, 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 good to be back together talking and, and doing yeah. episodes and things. Back in the saddle, back in the mines. <laughs> yeah, we've got the... mounts now for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be exciting to listen to this. Uh, the banter just kind of fade out, and then the music comes up. Right, so well, it doesn't yeah, matter we, what we're, we're saying now. We are un, untrained, unprofessional. Yes. sitting behind me on the back of the chair now he's taken to doing that the last year or so just running into the room and then jumping on the back of the chair and then just laying there and uh either purring or howling so we're in the purring phase now where did captain go where is the audio where did Captain go? Where is the audio? Nobody knows. I can't hear a thing. Where did he go? Nobody knows.